Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I am your host, Josh Scar, and this is a big week. We are bringing back the Talking Smackdowns, and I am joined this week by Matt. Matt, how you doing? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing better now that we have actually nailed the take. Uh, we are also joined by Alex. Alex, welcome back. Hold on. We didn't get to my part of the script yet. Oh, hi, Josh. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> And we are also joined by Matt Two, aka John. John, welcome back. Ah, oh, thanks for having me. I uh, almost left immediately when you when you forgot what what podcast you were hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I I swear I have not had anything to drink other than water this afternoon or this evening, but I have no idea what happened. And for those of you that are confused right now, just wait for the post credits. It'll be fine. It, things went downhill rapidly. <laughs> <laughs> I know we began the show. <laughs> so before we start our fight card, we have our quick ad spot from voluntary input, but just to remind everyone, we are still running with the kidney national kidney foundation charity event that we are taking donations for. Uh, the link is in the episode description. Uh, we're working with Leo to help raise a thousand dollars this month for uh, kidney research. All of the money donated goes to the Kidney Research Fund, uh, other than whatever PayPal takes off the top for their cut. Uh, we don't see a dime of it, and it it's just a really good cause uh, that Leo is very attached to. Leo is a great person. I will hopefully get him on the podcast one day, but uh, as I mentioned last week, there's going to be some job changes happening. Uh, Alex is now also going to be losing his script writing privileges, but he doesn't know that yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> the full star trek podcast baby <laughs> i'm just kidding we don't work a script anyway so alex has been just writing nothing for a long time uh it's just busy work for him uh but we're gonna take a quick ad so we can hear from voluntary input and we'll be right back with talking smackdowns are you a nerd are you a person then check out Voluntary Input, where we not only have open discussions about tech, TV, movies, and gaming, but also open discussions about people, and sometimes with the people behind the tech. Catch new episodes with me, Leo Allen, bi-weekly on Tuesdays on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Good Pods, and pretty much everywhere else you listen to podcasts. And be sure to check out videos of every episode on YouTube and Twitch. Simply go to voluntaryinput.com to find all the ways you can listen to us, contact us, and better yet, select register as a guest to be a guest on the show because we are always looking for great guests like you. Never forced, never coursed. Welcome to Voluntary Input. And we are back. So for those of you that participated in our uh, our poll that we had for the Talking Smackdowns event, um, we did have one change because Harry Potter failed his drug test. Uh, so that fight is not happening at the moment. Um, that fight will happen when Harry gets clean. And uh, unfortunately, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen for a long time. But we do have a replacement fight. This fight is... Oh, let's explain the rules first. Uh, Talking Smackdowns. Basically fictional characters enter into what we're calling like a giant abandoned warehouse and it's uh, multiple stories. So if it's like Spider-Man, you can swing around or if they've got flying gear, they can fly. 
they have their full skill set available to them. And the fight just happens to the point of incapacitation because there are characters that could technically never die like Deadpool or Wolverine and stuff like that. So it's to the point where someone just can no longer keep going in the fight. With that, our opening bout is Dobby versus Scrappy Doo, which I should have actually hold on one second. I want to get the name of the person who suggested that so I can credit them. If you would have read your script, you would have known the name. I told you that's busy work. <laughs> uh, the Nerdstalgic Podcast. The Nerdstalgic Podcast recommended Dobby versus Scrappy Doo, and that is what we're going to do here. So, who would like to begin opening arguments? Uh, I will. I, uh, I've, I have, I've given this a lot of thought over the last 30 seconds since we uh, decided to go <laughs> with this one. And I'm going to say uh, Dobby wins every time. You don't believe in puppy power? No, no. Let me me tell you why. Okay, first of all, Dobby's been abused his whole life. So we know he can take a punch. All right. (laughs) Second of all, second of all, was that too far? Was that too much for the podcast? Uh, Second of all, okay, he's got magic. All right. And it's as powerful as a wizard's magic, according to the books. It's just different. So Scrappy-Doo, all he is is a little steroid-enhanced puppy with some <laughs> low-key boxing skills, all right? So I'm going to say I'm gonna say Dobby every time. Here's the thing. At this point in history, it's, it's early June 2022. For all you historians listening in the, in the far future, at this point, it's an L for Harry Potter anything every day. Dobby is a little shithead who <laughs> is... How dare you? He is a slave who wants to be free, and he gets free, and then later they're like, oh, by the way, he's weird. They love being slaves. <laughs> also, J.K. Rowling's a turf. Fuck Harry Potter. wins. <laughs> okay, but completely disregarding J.K. Rowling's... If we're just doing these two, I say Dobby. What do the rest of you think? The reason why I'm going with Scrappy-Doo, even though I hate that little shit, and the best thing the live-action Scooby-Doo ever did was make him the villain. Spoiler alert for a 20-freaking-year-old movie. But it turned out that Scrappy-Doo, on top of being a puppy eternally, being able to lift a grown man and Great Dane while a puppy, is capable of making animatons that look like Monk. And tricking everybody onto the island. I'm going to say that Monk... I'm going to say Monk, with the puppy powers, is capable of kicking a house elf down the stairs a few times until the house elf (laughs) is unconscious. Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm not saying... It's a jungle out there, man. I'm not saying (laughs) that Dobby doesn't take some hits. I'm saying Dobby has prepared for this his entire life and he's ready he's ready to take those those hits and keep on coming are you saying dobby is basically rocky his yeah his ability to win the fight is just to get punched in the face until the other person gives up that's that's what i'm saying here's the thing dobby's dead (laughs) (laughs) okay that that went downhill really quickly that really ruined my argument Oh my god. What? 
You know what? I, I said I said in my contract, I don't want him back in the show while I'm on here, and you ignored me, and this is what happens. I'm legit crying. <laughs> so am I. Well, I got my vote ready. There, you are, there is something really wrong well, with you. we don't have a consensus, so I have to chime in here. Um, in light of new information, I have to go with Scrappy-Doo. God damn you, Matt! Damn it, I you ruin everything for me. It's in the books, man. Spoiler alert! Oh God, it hurts. God, my side hurts. Trans rights are human rights. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at Tom being dead. Just gotta clarify in case you snip the audio. <laughs> yeah, yep. Fuck that little house elf. Jeez. And the woman who created him. Okay, breathe. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh, <laughs> yes, trans rights are human rights. I agree. Oh, I, Jesus, that's the strongest ribs. opinion that I have. That's the strongest opinion I have tonight, so. <laughs> you might not even hear from me the rest of the night. Oh, drink of water, reset. By judge's decision, it's three to one scrappy do. <laughs> By simple fact that Dobby apparently is just dropped in and dead. <laughs> did you, did you, he's dead in the books. He died. <laughs> I would argue that, that, that Scrappy has an unfair advantage then. <laughs> we should have picked another dead character to fight him. Uh okay. Okay. Moving on. Dobby versus no, Hedwig. we're moving on. Dobby versus Hedwig the Owl. They're both Ooh. dead. I'd go with Hedwig then. <laughs> Hedwig's got the technical advantage. He's still falling. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, this God one, I think that. I actually... <laughs> the next fight uh, is suggested by Meek Martin. We have modified it a little bit because his original suggestion was Brock Samson from the Venture Brothers versus Brock Lesnar, which I actually really enjoyed. I thought that was a really clever uh, loophole on the fictional character uh, aspect of the idea for talking Smackdowns. You have the whole kayfab, kayfabe, whatever the term is, where wrestlers are portraying a character and whatnot. So technically, the character of Brock Lesnar in the WWE is a fictional character. So I like that. Uh, but we also added in Eddie Brock to make it a triple threat match, Battle of the Brocks. Now, my my only question here is: This Eddie Brock without the symbiote? That is the question, isn't it? Because if he's got the symbiote, then he wins hands down. But he's without the symbiote. I, I think I think he's doing okay still. I'm gonna go with it's just Tom Hardy, Eddie Brock, or maybe maybe oh. even the animated series Eddie Brock because he's like pretty that- jacked. It's like that 20 minutes in Venom 2 where Venom is off, like, getting shit-faced in <laughs> the Bahamas or whatever, and Eddie Brock is just sad in his apartment. I haven't seen Venom 2 yet, so... Oh, sorry, spoilers. I, I have no point of reference. I have no... I do not care for spoilers at all. I'm actually going to go with a wild card on this one. I'm going to say Brock Samson. I don't know why. I just think that that Bowie knife that he has on his hip is uh, going to come into play. Brock Samson in the Venture Brothers is portrayed as like the 
baddest ass tough guy assassin secret agent whatever you've ever met so i think like that's a pretty pretty strong case especially if no aliens are involved no alien goo uh, but like Brock Lesnar is a pretty successful MMA fighter as well, which he I I believe he works that into his actual his professional wrestling performances. I'm not 100 percent sure as I don't follow modern wrestling, uh, but I think I don't think Eddie Brock wins at all. No, uh, I mean, in the 90s comics, uh, there was an issue where they discussed Eddie Brock's strength levels and they described him as being at Olympic levels. Uh, I would argue that just the sheer muscle involved with fighting uh, Brock Lesnar would shut him down. And Brock Sampson is a killing machine. So he kills them both. Yeah. These are all, these are, this is a better matchup than I first thought, especially because they're all beefy blonde boys, buff boys. (laughs) It's true. I really think that it's, it's coming down to either Brock Sampson or, Brock, who was the other one? Lesnar? Yes. Yeah. There are times in that show where he goes into like a, like literally frothing at the mouth, like blood rage. I have not seen that show yet. I just researched it. I had to research quite a, quite a few of the the suggestions here. All right, show. Alex, any input? I just don't see Eddie Brock as being able to take on Brock Lesnar when Red Foreman could kick his ass. That's my (laughs) problem with Eddie Brock. Well, that 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 leads to an interesting wrinkle, I think, in the Battle of the Brocks. Eddie Brock, 90s cartoon. Eddie Brock, Spider-Man 3. Eddie Brock, mm. Tom Hardy. Eddie Brock. Teenager from Spectacular Spider-Man. Sure. Yeah. Who wins <laughs> of the four Eddie Brocks? I, I'm going to go with uh, Eddie Brock from the cartoon. <laughs> Spider-Man 3, Eddie Brock was so whiny. And had literally no muscle. So I'm going to go with animated series, Gigantic Brock. I know I brought this up. I cannot get into my Spider-Man 3 defense here. This is not. The not case. today. No, that's that's not what this one is. I know this is my fault. I know this is my fault. It was brought up for me to bring up another fictional character in that could kick both their asses. Especially since, you know, at one point he shot Robocop in the dick. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that'll do it. I'm just I have to go with Brock Samson just the brief like few comics that uh not comics cartoons that I saw of him I just think there's enough physicality that if Lesnar wasn't looking for the ref to call it off Samson would just keep going at him it's definitely Brock Samson and that 70s show Eddie Brock (laughs) so uh I just wanted to throw it out there we did do a fan poll for these uh for the fight card that we had for tonight. And uh, the fan poll says that Eddie Brock wins the battle of the Brocks. I think, um. I think that if, if we did not make the call on the fly for him not to be venom, like if he's venom. Yeah. Well, I mean, venom, yeah, he's, he wins. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause he's basically invulnerable. Yeah. He can, he can take bullets and heavy duty physical damage and he just walks it off. So obviously the venom suit is, is just too much. Here's the question. Is the outcome for either of those different from either of those two scenarios if they are all Venoms? Uh, in that case, I, I go with Eddie Brock. Experience. Just right. just from experience. Yeah, I think the bond, among other things, kind of makes their symbiosis uh, partnership uh, stronger. 
See, I would disagree. I would think Brock Lesnar at that point. At that point, because while Eddie kind of is a reluctantly bonded with Venom, I think Brock and Venom would go into the gym together. They'd be working out together. They'd be doing sp- spotting each other. I think they would be like deciding which matches to take. You know, we're gonna go back to MMA. Can you watch my supplements? What are we doing here? Can we do, like what kind of proteins are we eating? I think he would bond so quickly getting those reps in that he would be unstoppable. You know what? You're, I was I was thinking of literally any Eddie Brock, but the one from the Venom movies. So you might be right. All right, we've covered literally every possible scenario. <laughs> and uh, Brock Sampson seems to be the the unequivocal winner for the most part, with the exception of if they all have Venom suits. Yeah, the fan vote is purely ceremonial. It has no input unless there's a tie. Fair enough. Next on the fight card, we have a Hell in the Cell match featuring Peter Griffin and Stan Smith, both voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Well, okay, here's here's my question, and I'm just a little dummy. I'm just a little dumb boy. What does that mean, Hell in a Cell? I was wondering the same thing. It's a giant cage match. Um, so the idea of Hell in a Cell is the entire... I mean, it, it doesn't make sense in the context of this fight scenario because they're already in a building. Uh, but the idea of Hell in a Cell is the entire ring is encased in a giant cage like there's no there's a roof on it there's no way for anyone to get in and out until there's a winner gotcha but uh this one was suggested by the shane and i show well i have a strong opinion on this okay let's hear it peter griffin because he fought the chicken he fought the chicken i mean they went through nuclear reactors boat crashes plane crashes being skewered Mm -hmm. and just in every other fight involving Peter Griffin. I mean, Peter Griffin versus Homer Simpson. Let's be honest. Peter Griffin won that one. I don't care what they say. Mm-hmm, he did. So I, I go Peter Griffin. I think he's just all around tougher than Stan Smith. When he's his show has been canceled multiple times or at least <laughs> once. <laughs> and he came back. Well, American Dad's been canceled at least twice, if not three times as well. And that's still going. I didn't know that. So maybe Stan wins. <laughs> See, I would argue that Peter Griffin would lose in a Hell in a Cage match because of what you said about going through walls and all that stuff. If he's restrained and he can't build momentum to carry him through walls and planes and nuclear reactors, if he is slowed down by being constricted in this environment, I think he can't build that inertia to keep going. And I think that is where your CIA training comes in, where Stan is able to take him on. So the the thing I was going to say was um, the gimmick of most Hell in the Cell matches that I'm aware of is that at some point they get out. Pulling out my old WWE nerd card here. Uh, the very first one was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. And uh, at some point the cage was unlocked and Shawn Michaels booked it out of there. And The Undertaker chased him down and they ended and they ended up like on top of the cage. They don't live in the cage, Josh. <laughs> but during the fight like the the fight had not ended yet like there there for whatever i forget exactly the reason but during the fight the the cage was opened even though it wasn't supposed to have been and Shawn michaels got out and then like ended up on top of the cage and they fought on top of the cage for a little while and then they went back in before the end of the match okay. boy can you imagine how red in the face, the guy that was supposed to lock that cage was. He was like, damn it, I had one job. It's like, oh no. And I forgot. And then it becomes a gimmick, and he has to, <laughs> every year, he has to relive the humiliation 
of oh my gosh, I forgot to lock the cage again. And they and they probably <laughs> in secret like maybe the guy's name is Paul. They're like don't pull a Paul out there. That man's name was Vince McMahon, and he's now cursed to be an even bigger shithead every year. <laughs> yeah. All right. So who forgets to lock the cage? Are we talking like uh, Chris does? Are we talking Francine? Is it like a Roger thing where Roger shows? Well, I mean, it's got to be Meg, doesn't it? It's got to be Meg. Okay. Now, is yeah. Joe the referee here? Something that's been unsaid so far that I think is important to consider. Dan Smith, he's got a gun. <laughs> True. But does he have a gun in this context is the question. Why wouldn't he? He always has a gun on him. He's a right-wing gun nut. As someone who still watches American Dad, it was confirmed this season that the beginning part of the episode where he get he jumps out of bed, he gets his gun, he puts his suit on, he drives to work, he crashes the car into the front of the flag. That is actually happens every single day he goes to work. That is actually mm. his routine. So he does have, I believe, he would have a gun on him for that match. Okay, then, I mean... If you're throwing in firearms, that's I would argue that's an unfair advantage. But we have seen Peter fighting um, fighting pres- uh, former President Trump in biplanes, shooting each other, taking bullet shots, and surviving, then crashing in midair and fighting their way down. Good for him. So could we see him take a few shots and just last enough until the inertia takes over where they figure out Meg's an idiot and forgot to lock the cage? <laughs> So I think what happens here is there is an altercation between Roger and Brian and Stewie uses it as an opportunity to interfere, but his interference goes awry and he accidentally takes out Peter and Stan wins. That would be my guess. I could see that. We all know who the real winner is here. America. Oh, it's Ted. (laughs) (laughs) McFarlane gets freed up to do his Ted cartoon. I mean, his Ted Peacock show. Yeah, Ted Three is coming thanks to this. We just got to get Wahlberg signed in. I was hoping you were going to say Orville season four. Oh, if only. But I still think Stan wins. You think Stan wins? I think Peter wins. I'm going Peter. I've seen like four episodes of American Dad, so I have to say Peter Griffin. Even though all right, the Peters take it, and the fan. The fan vote was 52%, well, basically 53% Peter and Stan, 47%. So the listener vote is with you. If we're actually talking TV show, I prefer American Dad. <laughs> I've, I've heard that. It actually has a running continuity, character growth, storylines that span entire seasons. It actually has a thread that falls through versus the we have to reset every single episode that Family Guy's fallen into forever. I haven't seen anything that Seth MacFarlane has done in at least seven years. I've never been more disgusted with you in my life. <laughs> Thank you. With me? You, you I've, I've always been like low-key, but this is that Family Guy is, is not as good as American Dad. Current Family Guy or Family Guy from like 2008 to 2012? We can't do this. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, we can't do this. This will... This will go on forever. All right. Our our co-main event, we have My Little Pony versus Powerpuff Girls, as suggested by Leo from Voluntary Input. Okay, I've been going first every time. Somebody else should go first. Alex, I think you have a case to make, so why don't you make it? <laughs> All right. So here is my argument for why My Little Pony versus Powerpuff Girls. First, I'm going to start with the fact that there are six main ponies that you have to deal with. 
Now, that is against three questionably aged, somewhere between five to eight years old, tiny superpowered girls. You have six ponies. Now, these ponies live in a land of enchantment where there's Pegasus and there's changelings. And there's all kinds of magical creatures that they deal with and they teach them the power of friendship and magic every episode. But it's also canon that the, the, the My Little Ponies, they also have Dr. Hugh and Q who reside in there. And Q is going to step in before you punch Fluttershy too many times in the face to wreck the Powerpuff Girls. But is is he is he a power is would he be considered a My Little Pony? So I think I th- I think in that scenario we have we have to limit it to some degree to like the characters you would call the main characters. Because the Powerpuff Girls know Satan. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't like them very much, but they know <laughs> Satan. So I think it's got to be like the Power of Girls versus like whatever. I haven't really seen any Power of Girls. But also, you 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 mentioned that there are three small little girls, which is true. Mm-hmm. But they're like three small little like supermen. It's true. So they're like they're like in, indestructible. So before we did this, but they can be incapacitated. We've seen it several times. Sorry, Matt, too. That's okay. I did a little research on this because I was pretty unfamiliar with both cannons. And let me tell you, first of all, uh, be real careful what you're you're Googling. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, uh, I would say that I researched superpowers for both sides. And the list of superpowers that the Powderpuff Girls have is it's like a Superman from the fifties where every episode they just gave him a new superpower. I mean, it seems like they can do pretty much anything. So I would argue, even though they're greatly outnumbered, it really wouldn't matter in the long run just because they're so OP'd. What about their alicorn magic? Because they can cast magic. Rarity can make fantastic outfits, can cast from her horn. We also got twilight sparkle. can do the same thing. We have Applejack who's really good at baking. She's going to trick them into eating one of her apple you know one of her granny smith pies and that's going to be laced with poison Ooh, this guy have we considered the possibility that the powerpuff girls that they're fighting are the adult powerpuff girls from the the aborted cw live action soap opera drama no, I think we're going based on the fight card that I created it is the animated series Powerpuff Girls. And then uh, just because I had the opportunity, I Googled, uh, we have Applejack, Rainbow Dash, Rarity, Fluttershy, and Pinkie Pie as the main six besides Twilight Sparkle. Alex, you did mention Rarity, you said, is the one that yeah, can... Yeah, Rarity's one of the main six. And she makes outfits? Yes, she's primarily a fashionista. I don't think that would hold up that well. You're going to look great. That translates into combat very well. It's true, but her main power while doing this is she does use her horn for telekinesis. Okay, all right. Ooh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. She's also been surprisingly good at combat because she has punched out many of the changelings for threatening her outfits. I would argue that the Powderpuff Girls are so combat-focused all the time that just in terms of experience and raw power, they're going to kick some serious ass. Here's my answer. 
and I said this a lot the last time we did this, and I haven't had the opportunity to say it a lot this time, but I think it's very true here. I think they'd be friends. I, I do think the Powerpuff Girls would be in, enamored with the, the cuteness of the ponies and vice versa. I, I think the one more thing that the My Little Ponies have on their side is once the Powerpuff Girls have beaten up five of them and the last one's cry and the last one's crying and believing in her friends that they start to turn. And then the last one will probably be Rarity because she seems to at least threaten you one. And then Rarity reminds them that they had a canceled CW show and My Little Pony got multiple spinoffs. One of them was, my understanding is that they were just regular teen girls in high school, which is weird. That was weird. Maybe, it's, maybe those are the versions we're talking about. The Powerpuff Girls versus teen girls. Equestrian girls? Yeah, that was a weird one. And we know that teenage girls are very scary. <laughs> maybe they win in that situation. I don't know. But uh, I would I would go Powerpuff Girls every time. I think they're friends. I think that's me abstaining. They're friends. Ugh. Alex, where do you got? I, I honestly think that My Little Pony stops beating on them. And then they start making outfits and sharing some other apple pie and teach each other the power of magic of friendship. Man, I got so scared. You said... You said making outfits, <laughs> and and I got so scared for a second about where that was ending that I momentarily passed out. I had uh, to replay that in your head a couple times really quickly. Yeah, I was like, uh, what is happening right now? I I stumbled on one of the people on the website when I was researching it. This is terrible. No, I'm already ashamed that I know so much about My Little Pony. <laughs> there, there's no, no, no shame. No shame. There's a little shame. <laughs> I have to agree with Matt, too. I think, again, in the spirit of the conversation, I think Powerpuff Girls win. And it's because Bubble is, Bubbles is hardcore. Exactly. You just wanted an excuse to do that. Yeah, more or less. But still, that's my vote. And also the uh, fan vote is a staggering 89.5% in favor of the Powerpuff Girls to 10.5% for My Little Pony. Damn. Damn. All right. Moving on to our main event. This is going oh, yes. pretty quickly, actually, I, I think. <laughs> so our main event is one that I concocted in in my brain. It is the battle of good luck versus bad luck. It is Domino versus Black Cat. So, uh, Matt, too, you've opened up a lot of these. Let's start with Matt. One. Well, I, you know, when before you before you put it in those terms, I, I didn't think of it in, the, in that way before, so I didn't. I don't think these characters are very similar, aside from having like luck-based powers. So I just sort of defaulted to the character I like better, and I think I think that's got to be Black Hat. Ugh, you would say that. <laughs> so for for those for those that don't know, um, Matt, do you want to give a little bit, or Matt too? Would either of you want to give a a quick history on? Black Cat's bad luck powers. You know, I've read a lot of Spider-Man comics and I know a lot about more than any man should about Spider-Man, but I am not sure that I could even do that because they are fairly inconsistent. Sometimes she can give people bad luck, basically, is it? <laughs> Sometimes she can't. Just depends on the writer. I, okay, so uh, the, the versions I'm thinking are... Black Cat has bad luck powers that negatively affect whoever she happens to be fighting with or trying to get away from. It typically happens to Spider-Man. Usually his web shooters fail or he slips or something stupid happens to him. So that's that's the that's the Black Cat version I'm thinking of. She has bad luck powers 
were given to her in an experiment to make her more super. Yeah. And Domino is a mutant and she has low grade uh, good luck powers. Like she'll fire a bolt in the air and, you know, five minutes later when it comes down, it hits somebody in the head that was trying to hurt her. Yep. So I'm thinking that Domino versus Black Cat. Domino also is a mercenary. Black Cat is a uh, thief. But she's a very good thief. She's a very, she's a great thief. All right. Some would say, you know, she's like, I don't know, the Catwoman of DC. Um, you want to try that one again? Catwoman is a Catwoman. Oh, Black Cat is like the Catwoman of DC, but she's got bad luck powers. <laughs> she is like, she is like, is, she's like Detective Comics. Hey, John, out. sorry, I forgot to update your script. Uh, I put an edit in there. <laughs> you should read that line again. It's, I believe I updated it correctly. It's Black okay, Cat. Okay, okay, okay. Black Cat is the Catwoman of Marvel. <laughs> there we go. Got it. Nailed it. All right. Anyway. John, you know I can't edit that, right? I have to leave that in. You're going to have to edit that. I, I don't know what happened. That really got away from me. Anyway, I think Domino wins. I think their powers cancel each other out. Then you're stuck with Domino who is a gun-wielding mercenary versus a thief who doesn't even have any kind of weapons that are, like, uh, long-range. Right, but that's where I that's where I think Domino actually loses because Black Cat's power, uh, her bad luck power, is a perpetual, is continuously acting. Domino's power stops the moment she is in any way subdued or no longer moving. So I think while they would neutralize each other, the moment Black Cat is able to tangle her up with a whip or with able or able to bind her up with one of her hooks or something like that, the power is nullified and she's able to subdue her with her strength. Because Black Cat has fought Kingpin and has fought uh, Spider-Man and beaten them on her strength alone with her with her, uh, her agileness. She's dodged bullets. I think Domino's limitation is that if she's not moving, she loses. And all Black Cat has to do is get her pinned once, lay a kiss on her, and Domino starts going, aww, and then gets choked out. Black Cat would, she would do a heist. There would be all, she would, she would run a con that would make Domino think she's won. And then it turns out that the warehouse is a fake or whatever. And then by the time she realizes it, Black Cat is 20 miles away with the trophy or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I... I, I maintain that Domino, with her skill as a mercenary, she's trained in hand-to-hand combat and mercenary work by Cable, who is the Marvel badass as far as black ops go. I think Domino, I think you guys are really undercutting Domino just because she's a much less popular character. But I think if they go against each other, Domino wins every time. My thing is, I think that the Domino has the limitation of she must be in motion for it to be triggering. And I'm also going off of that Black Cat when fighting Spider-Man has often been faster or able to beat his spider sense through her manipulation. So that's where I think Black Cat wins. It's not just she gives Spider-Man bad luck, but if her bad luck ability is so strong along with her manipulation and persuasion that she is able to activate and get out of there before the spider sense kicks on, I don't think Domino would have the ability to start moving before she's starting to get tripped up after a while. 
So I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as Matt too, where I think the powers kind of cancel each other out. So it's really who is the better overall fighter and combatant. And I I kind of think that is actually uh, Domino. I don't know a lot about her, but from what I understand, she is very well trained. Uh, not that Black Cat isn't. I just think that maybe through a, a fight of brute strength, Domino wins. But if it becomes a, a battle of endurance, I think maybe Felicia wins. So I, I'm going to stick with my gut and say that I think Domino wins. That would give us a, a two to two tie. Or did, Matt, what was your Matt one? What was your decision? I think it's I think for me, it's Black Cat. So it's two to two, which means the the fan vote actually determines this one, which the fan vote says Domino as well. It's 66 percent. All right. Hell yeah. So I, I I didn't promise anything, but yeah, the, the fan vote actually ended up mattering because it's just going to be a fun inter- engagement thing. So, yeah, if you voted, your your vote mattered. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me letting me show Matt one the truth. <laughs> well, I mean, that that was fast. What else is going on with you guys? <laughs> as, as watching that Obi-Wan. I am just shocked that the internet would get something so wrong. <laughs> I you know what? I'm just That's gonna, never happened in the history of ever. You 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 also think my little pony beats beats uh Powerpuff Girls, so I, I can't trust anything you think anymore. <laughs> I'm the only one who actually knew the ponies names, man. I had to go I had to go to the mattresses for them. <laughs> You, I, I, I think you had you had a choice, the truth or favoritism, <laughs> and you went with favoritism. So, I'm sorry, but uh, you were wrong twice tonight. Says the person googling what the topics are as for looking at them. Hey, I Google, I googled beforehand. All right, first of all, I think it's I think it's pretty good so far. You know, Ian McGregor. It's <laughs> going back to Obi Wan. Through three episodes, I'm I'm enjoying it though. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's been a lot. I haven't of fun. seen any yet. You're better off for it. Oh my god! <laughs> I've heard incredible it things. It whips ass. It whips ass. Yeah, that I is. I feel like that phrase could mean anything. Good yeah, or that bad. is not a good phrase. Think about the context. It whips ass. That is. Like so, such a weird turn of that's a, such a weird thing to say. I don't, uh, I don't support it at all. I'm gonna. Uh, that was, I'm uncomfortable. That's all I can. That's all I'm at. So we we briefly touched on your podcast, Matt. Too. Do you want to oh. tell us about it? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's the podcast is called For Real. It's a podcast about documentaries. Uh, we go over basically. We kind of critique documentaries that we get and we have suggestions for good ones and we let you know ahead of time that uh josh gar can't pick good ones and uh you know we also go over bad ones we have another one coming out tomorrow and uh i think you need to listen to it because i think i actually said that the mothman prophecies was better oh man i'm no longer at the basement i'm i'm just above it yeah you you are (laughs) You're you're like on the stairs leading up from the basement right now. <laughs> it was it was terrible. It was it was all Kay's idea, and it was it was just awful. But uh, yeah, for real documentary. Uh, and I've been telling everybody if you have a suggestion for me, Josh, I know you've given me like 38 suggestions. You really <laughs> got to email us because I forget things almost as soon as I'm done talking about them. It's not good. So I yeah, just 
Contact us at cancel the podcast, cancel the podcast at gmail.com with any suggestions, critiques, or, you know, if you want to be a guest on the show. So you can find me on Twitter at Josh underscore Scar, Scar is spelled S-K-A-A-R. You can follow the podcast at Talking Smack Pod. We also have a Twitch channel where you can watch me play uh, Star Wars Fallen Jedi Fallen Order, uh, one of those combinations of words. We also have an email. You can email us at tsmackpod at gmail.com. You can like, review, comment, whatever uh, on Apple, Good Pods, Spotify, Anchor, and most other podcasting platforms. And uh, with that, again, we are running that uh, charity with Leo from Voluntary Input. You can donate in the link in the description. Alex, who is our outro music for this week? This week, we have the Goo Goo Dolls. Based on a conversation we had before we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks, everyone who participated in the, the fan vote. And with that, take care. Don't want the world to see me. Watch Star Trek. No. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. And I am your host, Josh Scar. That was a really weird transition. I'm sorry. I forgot what I was doing for a second. Uh, We talk superheroes, movies, animation, and comics. I'm your host, Josh Scar. And I'm in a loop. Oh, my God. Listen, I told you, just read what I wrote for you on the damn iPad. Read it. Alex. When are we going to change it to talking stack down? Stack down? Oh, oh boy. Star Trek animation and comics. (laughs) Yes. Okay. All right. Or listen, I'm going to scroll the iPad back to the top. I'm going to have the cameras reset. We're going to try again. Ready? Three places. This one just says Alex, Sodom, and Gomorrah. I don't know what that means. Matt, stop editing the damn script <laughs> while we're reading. I was going to say, I think I might need to go. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I don't know what's going on anymore. Places, everyone. I, I... And I'm grabbing the clapper. <laughs> Three, two, one. And we begin now. <laughs> God damn it. Welcome. So the thing about you need to know is that he's like Loki. <laughs> damn it. You're jumping ahead. That's page 47. <laughs> I think I've lost my script. Okay, so <laughs> damn it! I'm, as you've heard, I'm, so I'm joined by. Right now. <laughs> as you have intern, heard, I'm joined. Intern, we need a coffee. Am, we need to start over. I am talking here, trying to introduce all of you. My God, I know I've this fucked this up royally. This is talking stuff. <laughs> I'm your host, Matt. <laughs> Keep going. There's more also, on the page. Also here is Alex. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Hello. <laughs> I'm John. What up? This is going as post credits. I sw- this is all this <laughs> is going to be. All right. <laughs> Starting over. Oh, dear Lord. You can't start over now. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> but then I can't make this post credits. All right. Quiet on set. Yeah, shut the uh, fuck up. <laughs> Uh, I seriously got in like this really weird mental loop of like, I am Josh Scar. This is Talking Smack, where we talk superhero movies, animation, and comics. I am Josh Scar. <laughs> it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on in my brain? 
it's okay it's okay <laughs> think calming things do our vocal exercises <sighs> yeah. lemon okay face. scary face <laughs> lemon face <laughs> <laughs> the human torch was denied a bank loan <laughs> uh, talking star trek andorians and cardassians <laughs> <laughs> no no okay and end post credits let's start this over again watch star trek <laughs> god damn it, god damn it matt <laughs>